What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Newberg, and this is the Inside Scoop. We are recording this on a Thursday morning. A lot to talk about, some big visits coming up, some possible flips, some RPMs put in. Let's get right into it with some Simmons Scoop. I'm bringing on my guy, Chad Simmons. What's up, Chad? How you doing? Doing great, Josh. How about you, man? I am awesome. Um, let's get it kicked off right now. You put in a new prediction in the RPM. Tell us about it. Shh. Nobody's supposed to know. You know, and I'm just kidding. So, uh, you know, obviously, recruiting prediction machine on on three, man, big way for us to express who we think is trending at the moment. And I think with Samuel and Pimba, on three consensus five star for us out of IMG Academy via St. Louis, Missouri, uh, is trending towards University of Georgia. I think uh, I've been leaning this way. I've hinted at different articles over the last like month or two. Uh, that I liked where George is set with Pimba, and he'll be back in Athens this weekend for the Sanford game. And I thought it was the perfect time to go ahead and put in that pick. Wow. At six foot three, 220 pounds, what does he bring to the position of an edge rusher? I think athleticism, you know, me watching IMG Academy last year, you know, he worked out at tight end pretty much the entire season. Now he's gone back to more of his roots playing defense this year. I mean, obviously IMG's loaded. So they had a lot of guys on the defensive line ahead of him a year ago. So he just went over and played H back tight end, flexed out at receiver. So I think number one, you see, you know, athleticism and just upside, the length, the ability to run, he can bend, he's flexible. And he's a guy that could play multiple roles depending on where he went and what type of scheme he went into on the next level. If he does end up at Georgia, he's probably that edge guy, that stand-up linebacker guy that can drop into coverage, can rush the passer. And in the end, whoever gets him is getting an elite athlete with true upside. Absolutely. All right. Before we look ahead to this coming weekend, I want to clean up a little bit of some developments from last weekend. One of which was five-star wide receiver Hakeem Williams, six foot three, two hundred pounds, out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, took an unofficial visit to New Orleans to watch a neutral site game against LSU and Florida State. Uh, what is the word coming out of that visit? Well, the word is strong around Florida State. I mean, they they've been picking up some momentum really since he was there for a multi-day trip. Uh, in late July, you know, and I think the team before that was Texas A&M. He did the same with them, uh, almost a week-long visit to College Station in June. But since that visit to Tallahassee for about, I think it was like four days in July, mm -hmm. uh, that they, they've been picking up some momentum. I think there with with Dugans, Norvell, uh, the recruitment, the opportunity to come in and kind of be the face to help turn that program, not say turn it around, but get it back to where it wants to be on top of the ACC. I think Hakeem sees a great opportunity there to play in Florida State early. Uh, he has a great connection with the coaching staff. And obviously that win was huge. He was there. He felt a lot of love from the fan base at Flo in New Orleans from Florida State. Uh, he couldn't talk to the coaches there being a neutral site game, but he, he felt the love. Trust me, he was texting with that staff throughout the day, throughout the trip. And I like where Florida State's at right now with a commitment coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah. September 23rd for Hakeem Williams going to make a big announcement. Now, Obviously, September 23rd, not a lot of the season has been played out at that point. What do you if now if he were to choose Florida State on September 23rd, what do you think FSU has to do to keep that commitment? 
work, work, work. I mean, I, I don't care who Hakeem commits to on the 23rd, Josh. It's not going to be over with until he signs in December. I mean, he's that kind of player. And that's really where, you know, top guys are right now throughout the country. I mean, they're committed or will commit maybe this fall. But until they sign during that early signing period, uh, right before Christmas in December, um, it's not going to be a done deal. Hakeem's still talking to like I said, A&M, he has an OV to A&M uh, right before he commits in September. He'll be at Pittsburgh this weekend, who's been a mainstay in this race as well. Uh, he talks to Georgia. He talks to Miami. No schools are going to give up on Hakeem. And I think right now at the top going into this decision, you have Florida State and Texas A&M. Uh, I still maybe give a slight edge to A&M, but I think this race is extremely close with Florida State. They love to get him on campus again uh, before he commits. I don't think that'll happen uh, because of just the timing, but, but Pittsburgh and then A&M, then commitment. But I, I don't think no matter who he commits to on the 23rd, Josh, this will be a race we watch very closely through December. Yeah. Speaking of commitments that we keep an eye on closely, Roderick Kearney, offensive lineman out of Orange Park, he's been committed to the Seminoles since the end of June. He tweeted something out at the end of the summer saying he was a thousand percent committed. Well, in week one, he was in Gainesville visiting the Gators to watch their opener. Uh, we're hearing that he's going to be back in Gainesville again this weekend. Chad, is there reason to be concerned if you're a Seminole fan? Very quick and short, yes. You know, we talk about the good news, maybe with Hakeem, some momentum there for Florida State. I think they're losing some traction with Kearney and Florida's picking up some momentum. And, you know, anytime a kid comes out and says a thousand percent, anytime a kid makes a statement, typically mm -hmm. uh, on social media about being committed, um, not doing interviews, to me, that's a sign to worry for the school he's committed to. Uh, I do think Florida State still is very much in this. And on paper, he still is committed to Florida State. And I think a big part of that is Alex Atkins, that connection. I think he's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country, especially when it comes to recruiting. And that connection is super strong. Uh, but Rob Sell, Darnell Stapleton, and the University of Florida, they want to change that. And I think when Kearney committed to, the, uh, to Florida State, I think Florida was the number two school back in June. So I think obviously him going there likely back-to-back -back weeks uh, this fall, early in the season, shows a lot about where his interest is in the Gators. Now he'll say that FSU played in New Orleans. FSU doesn't play this weekend. Uh, he just wants to go see a game. But in the end, follow the visits. The interest is real in the University of Florida. Mm. Any other teams to watch for in this recruitment? You know, I think one that's definitely been in communication is the University of Georgia, Josh. You know, he visited there uh, earlier in the spring. Uh, he was a top target for them. I think when Roderick committed to Florida State, uh, he caught some people by surprise. Kind of did it kind of quietly in June. Uh, there wasn't a big fanfare. wasn't a commitment date, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, communication has never stopped with Florida and Georgia. I definitely, even though he's committed to Florida State, I give Florida probably the edge right now being the top school based on intel behind the scenes. But the University of Georgia is in contact as well. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I think we're going to revisit this on Monday because I'm hearing that FSU offensive line coach Alex Atkins is going to be at Roderick Kearney's game on Friday. We'll see. Maybe that solidifies things. Maybe not. Um, but we'll talk to you about that on Monday. 
Let's stay in the Sunshine State uh, with five-star defensive end Keon Keeley. Seems like we talk about him seemingly every week. Uh, he decommitted from Notre Dame just about three weeks ago, and he has been a hot commodity. Where is he going to be this weekend? He will be at the University of Florida, I guess maybe hanging out with Roger Kearney. You know, we'll see. But, uh, you know, could those guys end up together and stay home? It's a possibility. Keeley, obviously, any, a premier five-star edge for us on, on three, a guy that is an elite talent, super long, super athletic, played for the state championship last year at Berkeley Prep out of Tampa, Florida. And, you know, he was at Ohio State, you know, had a great trip. You know, I'm told Larry Johnson, Ryan Day made a huge impression on not just Keon, but his family as well. But he'll be back at the University of Florida. You know, Keon still has, you know, Gator stuff in his room, grew up following the University of Florida. This was at one time thought to be an official visit. Uh, that's been changed earlier this week, an unofficial. Florida wants to get him back for an official the weekend they play LSU later this fall. That's not locked in 100% just yet, but I, I would guess he will take an official to Florida later on this year. But the University of Florida is definitely a top three school for Keon with Alabama and Ohio State, maybe something top two with Alabama, depending on who you talk to, them or Ohio State. But Bama has solidified itself as one of those top schools. But Florida has a big opportunity this weekend to have the family on a trip for multi-days. It is an unofficial visit, but they plan to be there Saturday and Sunday, almost like an official. So that's very big for Billy Napier and the University of Florida. I'm looking at Keon Keeley's on three recruiting prediction machine rankings, and he's he's about 70% right now, Alabama, but it seems like there's a lot more momentum with Florida at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of buzz around the in-state school. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, uh, you hear a top two of Alabama and Florida or Alabama now and Ohio State coming off that visit. I still think Bama has the edge based on the intel that I have just because of player development. You know, obviously the end goal for Keon is to be a first-round pick, get paid mega money, and play in the NFL. Hard to argue or go against Alabama. Uh, of course, Ohio State with Larry Johnson has an, an elite track record, mm -hmm. you know, with Chase Young, the Bosa brothers. But University of Florida, I think, was that fan favorite growing up. It's an in-state school, easy for the family to get to for games and be a part of his life still in college. That, so there is some momentum there at the University of Florida, but I still lean a little bit towards Alabama with, with Florida having a big opportunity in front of them this weekend. All right, that's a lot of talk about Florida prospects. Let's head out west. Mm -hmm. Phoenix, Arizona, the number one tight end in the nation, Deuce Robinson, is about to take his first visit of the fall. Um, where's he going this weekend, Chad? University of Texas, you know, Deuce, number one tight end in the country, top 25 player in the country, uh, baseball stars. Well, so he's looking for not just football, but the baseball side of things. Also in his college decision as he evaluates schools and, you know, Texas faded a little bit, maybe, you know, late winter, early spring, uh, then came back into the equation with Jeff Banks and Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, and getting him on campus this weekend is big. I mean, they already have two tight ends committed, uh, one from New Orleans and one from California. But, 
you know, when you have an opportunity to get a guy like Deuce Robinson, you find a way, you make room uh, if a player of his caliber wants to join your class. I mean, uh, Texas, USC, Alabama, Georgia, those are the main four schools involved. And Texas has a, a big chance this weekend to make a strong impression. All right, good. What's a, what's the timeline for his decision looking like? You know, Deuce has always said really no timeline, just when he feels the time is right. You know, he's talked about, you know, during the season is an option, but he, he would lean towards himself and his words saying that he thinks it'll happen after the season. I mean, he wants to take his visits. He wants to do his homework. He wants to see teams play. He wants to feel the game day atmosphere. So, you know, USC got him on campus, you know, in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um an OV is one OV. I think they're trending on the, well, I know they're trending on the on three RPM. Um, you know, he's from the West coast. Uh, he loves that class with Malachi Nelson leading the way he's gotten close with Nelson, Zach branch. You know, I think USC going into this trip to Texas, you know, has the edge, but look, he's looking for the best opportunity. Again, baseball, football, education on the field, player development, stability. A lot of things play and factor into his decision down the road. Awesome stuff, Chad. Thanks for taking some time to join us. I know you're about to hit the road. Uh, we're going to talk to you on Monday about where you've been all, all weekend. Where are you going this weekend? Well, for me, in my way, it's kind of like a light weekend, not, not too much on the road this week. And uh, weather permitting, it's supposed to rain a big deal in Georgia and Alabama on Friday. But right now, my plan is to see Central High School in Phoenix City, Alabama, home of A.J. Harris, a top cornerback going to Georgia. And Tamarian Parker, a hot name that was one time committed to Penn State over the summer, decommitted, will be at Clemson this weekend, his first time there. Clemson offered him right after he decommitted. They're a player, Florida, Tennessee, some other schools involved. And then also seeing a 2025 kid that Charles Power likes a lot, Malik Altry from Opelika, Alabama. And then on the road between now and then, Justice Terry, 2025 D lineman from Georgia, has all kinds of offers. Uh, numerous players in the younger group I'll be seeing as well on my way to Alabama on Friday. Whew, that's a lot, Chad. Stay safe this weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Thank you. Sounds good, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Chad, for joining us on the Inside Scoop. Now let's go to our next guest, Sam Spiegelman, Southeast Regional Reporter for On3. Sam, how you doing? I can't complain. Good to see you, man. Yeah, we, you know, I've always admired your work. We've never worked side by side on the same team. So let me just first and foremost say welcome. Well, you're well, you've been here before me, so you're kind of welcoming me, right? Yeah, well, let me say welcome and uh, happy to have you on your show. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. I'm glad to be working with you. Uh, Sam, Chad came on the show and dropped a brand new RPM. Any chance you can match him on that? Over the holiday weekend, I put an RPM for four-star Longview High School wide receiver Jalen Hale. Um, he's an on-three consensus top 10 wide receiver in the country. Um, he's been down to Texas and Alabama and Georgia for some time. Um, but Georgia, uh, they got an official visit in the, in the summertime. Um, A&M has, has entered the race, but this is really shaping up to be a two-team race. Um, Hale officially visited Alabama over the weekends. Um, this weekend, he'll head to Texas, and before he announces this, his decision at the end of the month, he will stop back at College Station, uh, but this is believed to be a two-team race, and, and we're believing that the Tide is has surfaced as the team to beat. 
Um, he was in Tuscaloosa over the weekend, spent time with Nick Saban, Coach Wiggins, the wide receivers coach. Um, the big thing here, Alabama has made him a priority. They are in need of wide receiver help. They want guys that they think can come in and contribute right away. Hale, um, if you're from Longview or you're from East Texas, this is a guy that you've heard about for four years. One of the few high school players that was an impact freshman at the varsity level. Um, Alabama brought out the, the university president. They brought out Nick Saban. They brought out Miss Terry um, on this official visit. And now he'll see Alabama a second time this weekend when they go into Austin to play Texas, the team competing, you know, for his commitment as well. Yeah. And if this does go Alabama's way, as you have predicted, what do you think Texas does at wide receiver? Well, you know, the good thing about Texas is it's, it's chock full of skill position players and, and one of the best in the country, Mikhail Harrison pilot. He's an on 300 athlete. He plays safety and receiver for Temple High School. It's about an hour north of Austin. Um, he's been visiting Texas for, for several months. Um, he's a kid that has wanted to um, extend his recruitment beyond his senior season so he could take his official visits after his, his senior season wraps up. And certainly that works well for the Longhorns as they try to add another pass catcher to this 2023 class to pair with John Tay Cook, a top 100 receiver out of DeSoto, and obviously a five-star plus quarterback, Arch Manning. Um, Harrison Pilot actually took his visit to Texas when Arch was in town. They've forged somewhat of a good relationship. The RPM has already been favoring Texas for some time. And since then, Oklahoma has come out of the race. Now Texas is still in the mix with, with TCU, Cal, Houston, some other schools. Uh, but with Hale now trending toward Alabama, this opens up the door for Texas and Harrison Pilot. How do you, what do you think of Harrison Pilot as a receiver on the offensive side of the football? It's, I, I think he's an ex exceptional fit. Now, uh, you know, before off air, we were talking about him maybe playing safety. He plays both ways for his high school. His dad is a longtime defensive coach. He coached at the high school and defensive level. Um, so, so Harrison Pilot plays with a chip on his shoulder, which you kind of like when you think about how that translates to him playing offense. Um, he's got track speed. He's, um, he's, a, he's a major deep ball threat, and he loves to block. I got to see him in the spring game. He's a tough receiver. Um, not afraid to mix it up, and he's really exceptional at six foot, 190 pounds after the catch, making plays. Also, you know, you think about Texas and the big plays they get on special teams right now. Harrison Pilot can contribute there in a significant way. So I like his fit, and I like how he has a background on both sides of the ball. Let's stay in the state of Texas. Jimbo Fisher has the recruiting momentum going once again for Texas A&M. They picked up a pair of commitments. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, it started with a top 50 cornerback in the country, the on three consensus number five cornerback, Bravion Rogers out of LaGrange, Texas. Um, you know, he was he was committed about two months ago. So this uh, seemed like a little bit of a confusing you know, decision at, at this point in the calendar. He had talked about visiting LSU and Alabama and Georgia and, and getting back to Texas A&M. But instead, he ends up back in College Station week one of the college football season, spends a lot of time with not only Jimbo Fisher, but TJ Rushing, who has been crushing the recruiting trail the last couple of cycles with a ton of four and five star defensive backs. Um, Bravion Rogers was, was literally scheduling an official visit to Georgia this past week before TJ Rushing helped um, guide this commitment back in the fold. And it's a, it's a monster commitment because all the schools that A&M was fighting him for are conference rivals. And he's, you know, he has elite track speed. Again, same way with Harrison Pilot. He plays both ways for his town, for his high school team. But he's a small town kid with, with elite talent, the kind of kid that, you know, in this part of the state, 
you hear, you know, people talking about what Rodgers does on Friday nights all throughout the weekend, and I think that's a significant get for A&M, getting him back in the fold as early as they did. Is A&M done, or do you see more commitments coming oh, they, their way? No, they're not done. They, they again, Bravion Rodgers wanted to commit in December. So did T.J. Shanahan. I think he was maybe even thinking about February at a certain point. Um, he's another on 300 interior lineman, um, consensus number seven guard in the country. They got him to commit on Wednesday. That's a that's another big get for Jimbo Fisher and uh, Steve Adazio, their new offensive line coach. They've, they've already restocked that offensive line over the last couple of cycles. You see guys like Bryce Foster and Ruben Fathery playing right away as, as true freshmen. Um, and you look at someone like TJ Shanahan, who just helped Cade Klubnick and Todd Dodge win a state championship at Austin Westlake. He's a big, mean offensive lineman. His brother plays for Texas Tech. Football is in his family. He's a road grader type of guy that can contribute as a run blocker right away. Um, so A&M, you know, I think it's a significant deal. You know, everyone wants to wait till December, but not everyone really can wait to December to commit. And A&M is getting signature guys, blue chip players to commit after the first week of the season. You can feel the momentum not only on the football field, but, but on the recruiting trail as well. Yeah, it seems like Jimbo's going to have it rolling once again in 2023. All right, let's go to the 2024 class. Uh, one of the top, not only passers in the state of Texas, but in the entire country. You went to go see him on Friday night, DJ Lagway. What did you learn about his recruitment uh, from your visit on Friday? Yeah, DJ, DJ is a different kind of kid. Um, you know, on three is a little bit higher if you look at the industry comparison on Lagway. Um, we have him number 18 in the country, and he is someone who opened the season with a seven-touchdown performance. I, I kid you not, that is seven touchdowns, six through the air. Um, he is built different. He's about six foot four, 225 pounds. Um, he was supposed to visit A&M first. Um, for the Sam Houston State game. He got injured in that game. Um, but that opened the door for an out-of-state team that, that basically won the first week of college football season to now get DJ on campus. He's going to head to Florida this weekend. Um, Anthony Richard, uh, Ant Richardson obviously had one of the best performances in the country by a quarterback last week in the win against Utah. Um, and one of the things that Ladway is really interested in is seeing what Billy Napier's offense looks like, what Anthony Richardson looks like in this offense. So I think, you know, after not making it to A&M, now he'll be back at a certain point this season, but after not making that first trip, Florida becomes the first visit he'll take this season. Um, from, from catching up with him, you know, this is not a, a lock to stay in state. He's looking at out-of-state teams like Florida. Uh, he wants to see what that offense is going to look like. He wants to see what Oklahoma is going to look like. He wants to see what Clemson is going to look like. He wants to see what USC and, and LSU are going to look like. But Florida getting him on campus first is a, is a major win for Billy Napier. So he's got the big win against Utah on the field, and he's got a big potential win brewing up with uh, his 2024 class in Lagway. Yeah, and uh, in terms of a decision date for Lagway, what's he, what's he thinking right now? Yeah, th these visits loom large because he's going to make a decision early on in the spring. Um, so he's, he's going to take as many fall game visits as he can this, this uh, college football season. And then he's going to take five official visits as soon as he can uh, in the spring. We have an idea of maybe six teams are really in it. So obviously only five will get OVs. Um, and he hopes to commit as soon as he can in April. And he wants to be you know, the face of his recruiting class. He wants to be an active recruiter and kind of assemble a, a recruiting class around him with, with you know, elite talent. And I think he's, he's the kind of kid that kids are going to want to play with and are going to be excited because he's a quarterback. He's got a great personality, leads by example. You can see that on the field. It'll be exciting to see where that goes. 
um, down the line. Yeah, one of the top arms in the country. And he could, if he's one of the early QBs to commit, kind of start that domino effect that we see a lot of where one of the top guys goes and then so do the rest. So um, as of now, though, do you do you do you see a leader? Is there a team out there that you would point to? You know, I would say in the spring, I, I felt really good about A&M. Obviously, the momentum that they have in the state of Texas is, is unreal. And, and you can see that we just spoke about it with, with Bravion Rogers and TJ Shanahan. Um, but really, from, from talking to Lagway, I, I do feel that he is pretty wide open. Um, the fact that there's a lot of new coaches and offensive play callers in different spots has really kind of evened this out, I believe. Now, with Texas A&M, you know, Haynes King came out great in week one, and we'll see how that offense looks the rest of the season. Um, I feel like USC and Clemson are in a great spot because Lincoln Riley and Dabo Sweeney have a, a pretty proven track record on the offensive side of the ball. So I think that DJ feels pretty comfortable with the expectation for what that offense will look like at USC and Clemson. But, you know, he wants to see more of Billy Napier and Anthony Richardson. He wants to see uh, what Jaden Daniels looks like with Brian Kelly and Joe Sloan and Mike Denbrock. He wants to see what Jeff Levy's offense looks like at Oklahoma. So to be fair, I think that Clemson and USC have really kind of built up the relationships. And, and I'm really interested to see the reaction after visiting Florida this weekend, because he has a fantastic relationship with Billy Napier, great relationship with Rob Sale, the OC, uh, and Ryan O'Hara, who's an analyst on that staff, is he, he calls it one of the best relationships he has. So I think that this visit could uh, really move the needle for him. Yeah, I'm interested to see where things stand. Uh, if the swamp is rocking like it was in week one, I mean, that's hard to walk out of there with any bad experience. So I think it'll be great for him to uh, see the Gators against Kentucky this weekend. Where Now let's, let's talk a little bit about you. Where are you going to be this weekend? We're going to talk to you on Monday, and we're going to recap all this. But I just want to know, who are you going to see this weekend? Man, you picked a good time to ask because I just changed my entire schedule around last night um, in typical fashion. But I am staying home in Louisiana this weekend. I'm going to go see LSU commit Caleb Jackson play against Pearl River on Thursday night. Um, I love this kid. He's about five foot ten, two hundred and ten pounds, and he's just a bulldozer. And he's a guy that should be just breaking tackles and ripping off long runs. Um, we're a big fan of him over at On Three. We're a little bit higher on him than the industry. Uh, and then. Friday night be a big clash between Aaron and Destrahan. They are both littered with talent on both sides of the ball with some big names in the in the 2024 class, like Wardell Mack, who's a top 100 cornerback um, on on three. Collage Cobbins, who's a on 300 edge for us on on three. Um, and a couple of other big names like Jai Eugene Jr. I know you're going to recognize that name. He's committed to Tulane. He plays quarterback for Destrahan. Um, and they got some other, gum, uh, some other young good underclassmen on that squad. I'm excited to check out. All right, Sam, thank you for making your debut on the Inside Scoop. We will talk to you every Monday and Thursday. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. All right, my man. See you. And that is it for the Inside Scoop. Thank you to Chad Simmons and Sam Spiegelman. We will be back on Monday. As always, you can follow the Inside Scoop on YouTube, also streaming on Spotify and iTunes. You can follow me at Josh underscore Newberg. We will be back every Monday and Thursday. Thanks for listening.